Jerry, she was a gamer. Did you know that the man who does this is a terrible intro, the intro to Seinfeld? No, <laughs> no, this is actually educational. Did you know that the man who does the intro to Seinfeld had to cut, uh, custom make the intro every single episode? Really? Because he had to match the beats um, to play off of Jerry's monologue perfectly. So any like silences or pauses that Jerry may take during his monologue in the opening, he actually crafted the opening to fit that monologue. That's interesting. And he all, and he made it with his his mouth. So any of the or like that's all with his mouth. It's not the baseline. It's actually really interesting. It is, yeah. And he remade it. See, now you wish, uh, now you wish you didn't cut there, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, Sunday, February sixteenth. Uh, I'm Rich Meister. You are Irons Machado. Yes. Hello. Totally tubular. Um, I am Irons Machado. I hope, hope you're all ready to hang ten. Uh, uh radical. Eric Ortiz is here also. Radical. I never, I still, on a personal level, I still don't forgive us for not knowing better. No, I think it's great because I think Irons Machado is like our, our, our mascot now. I, it's a cool name. They should be honored that we created Also, it's a good name for a surfer. Yeah, Irons Machado. I yeah. actually, that's what I pictured him to be. I imagine like, you know some I mean? tall you dude picture curly that, hair or you just be like, or heavyweight champion, Irons Machado. Yeah, or just his name's Machado, but his nickname has he's Irons an, in yeah, front of he's it. An he's an athlete. So he is. Um, Kelly Slater, pro surfer, 2K20, coming out 2K, this year. I don't think 2K makes those. 2K20. They made one of those, right? Like, cause they were trying surfing? to follow like the Tony Hawk's pro skater thing. And well, they're like, Oh, Hawk's surfing doesn't translate nearly as well as skateboarding. They also had a rollerblading, um, game. And then a BMX one. They, they Matt did. Hoffman's pro BMX. That, let me tell you, Dave, Mira and Matt Hoffman, those are good games. I remember I playing the games. shit out of the demo on Tony Hawk 2 for Matt Hoffman's BMX one. I love those games. Um, I always wanted, there, I don't think there's any, there's ever been a bigger sports game disappointment for myself than playing Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Yeah, because God. I played they one to make it a jackass game, basically. Yeah, because when I think of all the games that I've beaten multiple times, Underground, I think it's pretty up there. It's actually, it's a great I, beat, game. I played I know, it so many times. I know scene for scene a lot Chad of Chad Muska. What are you doing here? Yeah, and your uh, your best friend was Eric. Yeah, did it, and, did it hurt um, you that the the villain of Thug uh, had your name? Yeah, honestly, it did. Well, because he was a dick too. He, he, he really was, and he was your friend in the beginning. Um, because yeah, you guys were just unknown as, as local skateboard fellas. I always liked that game because you could make your character. That was tried and true custom character in the cutscene kind of game. So I gave my guy a literal blue skull, just something really wacky. I was thinking, <laughs> what, what I was would basically totally, an X Man? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what would totally throw people off? And I was doing. I had like a literal human skull. So that when I did like a kickflip or something in a cutscene, they're like, "Wow, man, you're radical!" I'm like, "Yes, I no- am." Nothing about the skull. I'm like, "Nothing." I'm like, "You got nothing to say about this?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're you're obsessed about the kickflip." No like, comments about yeah. this. Nothing about my appearance. And they're like, uh, "You look, you look a little wacky." That's it. Always reminds me of like that Pokemon meme where I think it's like Heart Gold or whatever mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Soul Silver where with the Pokemon Solly behind you and it's like, "Hey, your Pokenavi's neat." And it's like Lugia and he's like, "Did you hear that Lugia Lord of the Seas? Mary thinks my Pokenav is neat." It's exactly like that. <laughs> Every RPG character ever like it's OP. Um welcome to the Ge- Gecko, Gecko Games, Games cast. It's uh our 33rd episode. Is it? As the as this brand, yes. Hey, happy Isn't episode. Isn't that fun? Happy. Okay, yeah. 33rd anniversary. This is the brand. Uh, what I'm saying is, I like, am brand. there's more than 33 episodes. I know, of, we the, had new a different, re- of the reboot. Of the reboot. When now does it CBS. stop being the reboot and it's, just becomes normal? When Never? we fail. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I actually like that. It puts stakes. Yeah, there's stakes there. Um... um not much has happened in the world of games. No, I mean I, I played some games. Yeah, played uh, we're some both games. on a Souls replay. I just noticed. Yeah, why is different... everybody playing? Not just everybody. I'm sorry. I've seen a few people on that playing Bloodborne. Got What's going me on to here? replay Bloodborne. Actually, is it made uh, me want to play it too. Mike Mahardy's been talking about replaying Bloodborne a lot lately on the mm-hmm. Beastcast, mm-hmm. and I've been seeing posts on Twitter about it a lot. And then I saw Andy Cortez posting about playing Bloodborne for the first time, and I was like, ah, I kind of want to play Bloodborne. It, it, I almost played it myself, but then I was thinking, no, Eric, let's play something else. So then I played Sekiro instead. But yeah, I guess that's a nice segue into, I'm replaying Bloodborne. 
Um, <laughs> Welcome to my chat. That game's still pretty good. Like, I only got like an hour or so in. Of course in it's still fucking I to, good. It's I had Bloodborne. To, to push a patch baby that took longer than it probably should have. Patch baby. Patch baby. Um, but yeah, Bloodborne's still still real good. Still a good game. Um, what weapon do you usually prefer? Um, I mean, for me, typically... What the fuck is... The Holy Sword. Why can Ludwig's I not Holy Blade? Ludwig's Holy Blade. It sure is. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That's the right answer. <laughs> I'm I know glad every, I passed I, your test. I know everybody would tell me, hey, that's subjective. Ha <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You passed, it's, it's Ludwig's you passed sword. the test. Um, Ludwig the, the Accursed is still one of my favorite characters and boss fights in, in that game. I still think, like, I'm just drawn to the Bloodborne lore more yeah, so than most of I mean. the Souls ones. Yeah. Like, God, even, like, thinking about, like, some of the, the like, Lovecraftian world building in that is so good. Like, after you, like, reveal the blood moon and stuff, and yeah. you can see, like, the eldritch gods and shit. Yeah, and they're just chilling for the most part. They're just hanging out. One, some of, one of the them is uh, on the, just hanging on the side of the castle. I forgot, or on the side of some buildings mm-hmm. in the beginning. I think that's when you first see some of them. Yeah. Um, it's the one that grabs you, and in, before you reveal them, it's just the invisible force that grabs you. Yeah, but you then once, once you... Reveal the blood moon. You've seen broken through the illusion. Yeah, and they're still just chilling there. So they're just hanging. Um, who's the? Is it Amigdala? No, I think that's something else. Um, there's one of the Eldridge gods that you fight. It's, I think it's the old hunter. It's Pam from accounting. No, it's not Pam from accounting. Yeah, let, let's just say it's Pam from accounting. Is it the old from the the old hunters? Yes, expansion? It, it's it's the Eldridge being from the old hunters expansion. I'm, Everybody knows that fight. At least she has wings. I've seen. I don't remember if I actually played old hunters, which is one of the main reasons I'm going Ooh, back. That's a good. That's okay. Well, then when you you fight Ludwig, the accursed, and um, it's a good fight. Yeah, I won't spoil the story for you, but it's a good fight and good lore behind it. I kind of dig lore. it. Um, no, actually, they... I saw some... Uh, what was it? <sighs> Follow-up on one of the uh, character models for the boss that is this Eldritch being that you fight. I think it's Amigdala, I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. um, they were saying that the hitbox of one of her wings was broken, and it kind of meshed with her body. So even though it looks like you shouldn't be hit by it, you, you do will be, yeah. every single time, and everybody who was really obsessed with that game was in an uproar because they were so damn sure that that was the case and that they weren't bad. And everybody would always say get good, but it turns out no, it's like they just no, had a broken hitbox. Yeah, broken. You were getting hit every single time. I feel like Bloodborne has a lot more cheesing opportunities than some of. It does because it's fast paced. Yeah, I love that though. I I'm totally okay with cheesing. I like cheesing game. fights. It's kind of fun. Uh, Dark Souls did it. Yeah, no, plenty. But yeah, there's something like you said about, and I think that's why I was always drawn more to Bloodborne than Souls. Like, I'm not the most patient person in the world, and Bloodborne is a lot faster. Gotta go fast. Like um, that, which is a great segment. No, <laughs> nah, it is. Um, I like how, unless you're playing, I guess unless you're playing the Dark Souls sequels. Um, ever since Bloodborne came out, so far every From Software implementation, besides Dark Souls 3, obviously, has been faster. Well, not even faster. It's just changed the gameplay a little bit. Yeah. Um, Sek- Sekiro being Sekiro's more, actually a little more, slow. More Bloodborne than Souls, but also still very much its own thing. Yeah, I think it's even gotten slower than Bloodborne in some respects in I, terms of just being more careful. Well, that's actually and timing the, your blocks. The thing I think with Sekiro, I think Sekiro on the normal encounters is probably about at Bloodborne's pace, mm-hmm. but it requires some of the most patience when it comes to boss fights. Yes. Um, especially because you could block in this game compared to Bloodborne, which you really can't unless you get the wooden shield. It's all about that hot dodge. Yeah, Bloodborne is just, um, you're moving quick. You're a fast boy. What's the, uh, the crow? I forgot her name. You fight, um, I don't even know if this is Old Hunter's for you either. I cannot remember There's someone who's named the crow, and, um, you can fight it for her armor, which is just crow's armor in Bloodborne. It's excellent. But that fight, uh, you fight her in the church, extremely hard, or at least extremely fast-paced, and I couldn't. For the life of me, kill her for at least a day and a half. It was a lot. Um, but when you can cheese in Bloodborne, I do it sometimes for the funnies. Because, you know what? I don't know anyone or anything. I'm going to cheese. It's totally fun. That's I always remember in Dark Souls with Gwyn, Lord of Cinder, you just parry. You just cheese parry yourself to victory. Yeah, I, I was giggling like a little moron when I first figured that out. The final boss. Because you know what? As much as people are like, well, you're not, uh, you're not doing it right. It's like, no, no. It feels gratifying as hell. My rationale is if the game gives me the opportunity to do it, 
I'm gonna I, I'm gonna Which do it. Actually, immediately made me think of that outraged uh, Sekiro guy. Do you remember that whole thing? No, tell about me. the like you cheated not only your oh, game, the game but classic. yourself. Yeah. The, the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, that guy sucks. I remember when I read that, I was thinking it doesn't impact you <laughs> at all. Like if somebody wants to tell, I always think if somebody wants to tell me you robbed yourself of an experience. Like fuck off, dude. Nobody if cares. somebody wants to tell me about the experience and say, hey. Like, I know there's a method to cheese it, but I actually tried not cheesing it, and I finally did it. I'll say, oh, shit, man, that's awesome. Like, maybe I'll give it a try. But chances are I'm going to say, I'm not going to feel any worse to just say, no, I, che- I totally cheese the fuck also, out Also, like, it falls in this line with the same thing of, like, being like, hey, I didn't like such and such a thing. And somebody being like, well, you just didn't appreciate it for what it was. You got to watch it like this and with this in mind. It's like, no, dude, fuck off. Unless you're a fucking developer from From Software that tells me that, I don't care. <laughs> I just didn't like it. I don't your, care. I just didn't like your thing, and you can piss off. I don't care. It. <laughs> That's the one thing you have to try to convince people to do to care if you're taking a stance like that and you're gonna have such a low success rate Nobody cares convince people to care and I don't I don't the the achievements and my personal struggles and hurdles that I get over in those video games are for me to enjoy by myself I I, I stroke myself off when I when I get when I pass those blocks You heard it here first ladies and gentlemen he strokes himself off. That's right. I uh <laughs> I think it's Eileen the crow by the way <laughs> From Floodborne, please, let me segue. Yeah. Um, but, fuck that. But hey, we're both on Souls Revisits, that's fun. Yes, I'm playing Sekiro. Um, yes. Great game. Oh, Sekiro's still, it, some, still like a the game, game, game of the year, some might say. Oh, it is Eileen the Crow, look at, look at me. Look at you remembering look stuff. Look at me. Um, yeah, I'm replaying the game of the year. By the way, um, By speaking the way. of gamer outrage, just because Sekiro is on the mind, I don't mean to segue this too hard. Mm. Um... We'll talk about later how the Dice Awards gave Untitled Goose Game Game of the Year compared to the Game of the Year from the Game Awards, Sekiro. Um, Kudos. I think there was one episode where we were going over the Dice Awards list. I don't know if this is a lost episode or not. It's. I don't think it's a lost episode. We did talk about but it. But I said that. Um, I said it's a little. I said that's a little weird. <laughs> I think I made a comment about this very thing, and then it happened. I actually think I made a comment about this very thing, and I said if it's gonna win, it's gonna be because of the memes, and it won. Um, Here we are. And how the integrity of the dice... I didn't feel bad about it until I saw some nerds outraging about it online, saying, like, oh, the Dice Awards integrity is totally tarnished and all this. And I was like, It actually what? sounded like me on that one cast when we were talking about that, saying, well, I can't take these guys seriously. I was thinking, is that how I sound? Is that what I'm talking about? I don't know, man. I think it's really great that they won. I don't give a shit. I'm actually happy for... No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm actually happy that they won. Also, like, the whole idea to me is, like... Bring attention to studios like like that. Like, fucking... From Software doesn't need anyone to cheer, be their cheerleader. Yeah, their I mean, games are proof is in the pudding. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking about that. But I've been playing Sekiro 2. Um, just at a snail's pace this time. I've been taking my time. That's kind of what I've been doing with Bloodborne. It's like, I'll have like a, a watcher show or something on the other monitor and just kind of bash away at it. I love how with those games, um, most of the time your first playthrough is so long mainly because you're just soaking in the atmosphere and everything that the game has to offer once you go into like a second and third playthrough when you already know it's why you're just like fuck this and you just go you can beat the game like seven <laughs> so i think like the second time i was doing sekiro it was mostly like i'm just gonna grapple everywhere <laughs> jump around and... when i was uh trying to 100 percent dark souls for the trophy that that's still my my crowning achievement in gaming i w- i was thinking about trying to platinum bloodborne but i'm worried about the chalice dungeons i'm gonna do it gets hard i'm gonna do it again i was playing the chalice dungeons i'll admit this i was doing the chalice dungeons because i was gonna 100 percent it uh. i was so committed to doing it it got really hard at one point and i said fuck it i said i'm not doing this um but if i do replay it which i will because that game is perfect um i will 100 percent it but with dark souls when i was 100 percenting the game to get the achievement the dark soul I remember you need to beat the game at least four to five times to get all the weapons and special upgrades. Um, I have never beaten games faster than Dark Souls when I know exactly what it was that I needed to get, what item, where it lied, and also how to beat the game from there. I used to beat Dark Souls in, like, maybe five hours. It was insanity. It's insanity. Um, But I always think that's, like, the funniest thing because you just beat it in the span of, like, (laughs) no time flat if you just know what to do and where you're going. Um I, I still don't like that. I'm not about that in Bloodborne. I'm sure I'm going to soak in the atmosphere because it's honestly just a yeah, cool game. I just love the atmosphere of that game. It's just cool. It's spooky. Um, Some spooky shit. I also played a new thing. <gasps> uh, the Fire Emblem expansion snuck up on us. Ah, the wolves. The Cindered Shadows expansion. The Ashen Wolves or the house. I, I mix up the names, but it is Cindered <laughs> for, Shadows. For a split second, I remember what you wrote on the doc 
that said Ash and Wolves. Yeah. And I said, oh, cool. And I thought you were just memeing on me just now. Like, oh, I put that as a ruse. It's not called that at <laughs> it all. It was to trick you. No, the Ash and Wolves is the name of the new house. Okay. Um, so this expansion is part of the season pass. Okay. Um, the first one? It, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a standalone executable. Like, it takes place uh, sometime during part one of the game, before the time skip. Um, and for the only point of the game in this, it's, it's a side story. Mm-hmm. Like, think of it like an anime movie. Oh, I um, will. Thank and, you, I will. And thank you, that helps me. It helps me. Um, you have control of Byleth, the main character, and all three of the house leads in your party, and then each of them brings one of their house members seemingly at fucking random. Like, just for fun. It's like, just, there's a set number of characters that are involved in this expansion, and it almost seems like it's at random. And then there are four new characters. This is like an anime um, movie. There are four new characters that are from the secret fourth house of Garrick Mach. Uh, they're basically the cool goth kids that are smoking cigarettes underneath the, the church. Oh, man, those are cool. Like, you go down there, and you're like, who the fuck are you guys? And they're like, oh, hey, what's up? There's, like, a whole city down here. We're not supposed to talk about it. But we just told you. We're the Asian Wolves. <laughs> um, it adds some new classes that I think carry over into the main game, like Valkyries back. Oh, um, I like the Valkyries. So there's some cool stuff. I only played, like, one battle. I played, like, two hours or so. Probably, like, an hour and a half. Not bad. Um, for time. So I'm pretty early on. If uh, you were to buy the game outside of the season pass, how much is it? Do we know? Or can you only get the You can only get the expansion through from the, the season pass? Yeah, which oh, is you a, can't buy it individually? No, it's a twenty five dollar uh, expansion pass. Uh, I don't kinda like I don't like that. Yeah, I don't really I'm like that either. What but, if you don't want uh, it? Then I guess it sucks to be you. Damn. Um Woof. But yeah, it's uh I kind of like the idea of it being like, oh the rejects of Garrick Mach like live underneath it. <laughs> the slime. I, uh, who's the leader? Of the Ashen Wolves? Yeah. Um. Because, you know, every house has a leader. I think his, it's not really, like, none of them are really set up as a leader. I think I'm sorry, the, the, rep, the reps. Yeah, you know, but there's only four characters. Like, there's only these four kids. Of House Ashen Wolves. Yeah. They're the only ones in these the house. These four are, like, the Ashen Wolves. And there are people that live in the city. But, like, up to this point, and they build it as being the secret fourth house, they haven't really talked, like, their... Maybe it'll pay off. In the like, I think it'll pay off somehow, but yeah. I, yeah, I get the idea playing. that there must have been some fourth founder that was, like, forgotten. Because they're clearly wearing, like, these gray military uniforms like yours, but they're not a part of the school. They don't even go here. They don't yes, exactly. Here. They don't even go here. And they live underground. Um, but it's kind of cool to see, actually, because you're starting at, like, level 30 with the characters when you okay. go in. That's fun. So they give uh, all the characters, like, sort of a random class. And none of them were really the classes I had put those characters as in my main playthrough so it was interesting like uh byleth was like a myrmidon when i started it like they just mix it up with some di- uh, or like he was like a sword master maybe I something like myrmidons. that um they turned into sword masters they, the only one they had claude um as what i had him as in the end game he's in the golden which was stag, he was right? yeah he's the leader of the golden yeah. deer um he was a an archer uh wyvern rider Ooh, um which is exotic. a great a great class very exotic yeah um that's pretty cool. And you could just play this standalone. So even if mm-hmm. I got the game and got the season pass, it unlocked. Yeah, you just go right into special features, and then you choose Cindered Shadows, and it's its own separate uh, save file. I like how they and boost you all the way. Just say, hey, let's yeah. jump right in. See what's going on. And you got access to a lot of a lot of cool stuff. And like I, I think all the new classes, like the Valkyrie and all that, I think they are now available in the main game. Very cool. Which might be enough to make me uh, start yeah, a new yeah. file as one of the other houses. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe uh, my other question was going to be, you know, I guess people could just buy the game and the expansion and just play the expansion right out the gate. But yeah, totally. Do you need any... Would it help to have any outside knowledge? Yeah, definitely, because... Probably, right? Like, it asks you if you want to do the combat tutorials when you start that first match, like... But it would just be weird, because it's smack dab in the middle of the main story. And also, maybe it's just assuming you haven't played the game maybe in a month or two since release, so they're just like... That's hey, why I think that's an option, again? yeah. because yeah, it's an expansion at the end of the day. Um, that's cool. I, I wish they just sold it individually. It's interesting. I don't like that model. Yeah, so, so do I, but I mean... That's, that's not a big deal. If three, you're going to buy it, Three Houses is a great fucking game. Yeah, if, you, um, if you're going to buy it, you're probably going to buy it. A reason to play more of it is... Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm, li- I'm liking playing. They told you at the beginning when they gave you guys the season pass that they were going to be like campaign expansions? <laughs> yes, they yeah. said there was going to be at least one proper piece of uh, expansive stuff like that. And then there's a lot of costume stuff and shit like that. Nice. That's pretty nice. Um, that's still on my agenda to beat. I've been playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Tell me about that a um, game I've played some of. I don't 
don't believe you. No, uh, it's Why it's you... fun. I think the one thing that's pretty bad is the camera. <laughs> is I hate Spider-Man. No. Is, uh, yeah, I need pictures of Spider-Man, and I just can't get enough of them. Um, yeah, it's a weird... weird the camera's weird. It's bad. It's camera, isn't it? Yeah, and that was one of the main gripes that uh, reviewers had when it first launched, and I was thinking, yeah, maybe they'll fix it. No, they don't give a shit. PS2 um, game, okay. Yeah, they don't care. Um, it doesn't get bad all the time, but when it does, you're like... Mm. Um, also, the only other thing is the CPU's intelligence on your team. It's pretty low. It's it's pretty down there. Um, I played most of that game solo, so I it, it's for that. It's pretty far down there. Um, but you got your boy Cyclops now, huh? Yeah, but I don't know how to unlock him. Like I got the DLC for free. He's not. I think I have <laughs> Did to progress in the game. You get to the point the in the story where you reach the X Mansion. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, see, so I'm kind of rebooting it. So in the beginning, I did. But I didn't have the DLC yet when I first played it in that month. Because Cyclops and yet. Colossus are there when you get there, but they don't yes. go with you. So maybe they just do now? Well, when it first released back in May of last year, I actually played it for a good month, and I got pretty far, and then I stopped. And then the DLCs came out and everything, and I didn't play it since and then. And Cyclops and Colossus were just an update. They weren't even yeah, they DLC. Yeah, and they were free. Yeah, they were a free update. They were just pushed into the game. Um, but now I rebooted my file because I didn't remember a lot of it. And if I'm only a quarter of the way through and I haven't remembered it, I'm going to restart it. Um, so now I'm kind of... I just finished Ultron at the Avengers Tower. Um, Ultron! And I remember talking about this because it was, it was one, of the, one of the things I was most confused about uh-huh. was some of the choices in character design. Ultron's cool. Well, not even Ultron. In that fight, I think Wasp is a character in this game. Yes. And she very She's decidedly there. looks like comic book Wasp. Yes. Then Ant-Man is in that section of the game, and he looks exactly like movie Ant-Man. Yes. Why? I don't know. I actually would have... The inconsistency is weird. I was actually pretty bummed that he had the movie. I'm not a big fan of the movie costume, only because I like the cheesiness of the original original Ant-Man with the stupid silver helmet. To to me, I don't dislike the design of movie Ant-Man, but my my thinking is, if we're going to have Ant-Man and Wasp in this game... Shouldn't there be some kind of consistency in their designs? Get your logic out of my games. No, I kind of like how there's just... There's no rhyme or reason for half of their costume choices. They're just It there. is a really good scene, though, to fi- watch Ant-Man, like, fighting Ultron, like, fucking yeah. uh, Super Sentai style. In, it, it's like, pretty ult- Like, goddamn Ultraman. And also, before that, Ultron's design, before he inherits um that giant robo whose name I'm forgetting, even though I just played it... Uh, his standard design has a cape, as usual. Yeah. And I think that's just... That's ridiculous. the best way to do it. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, Ultron's supposed to be the ultimate life form and says that humanity is like, flawed. a cape. Still rocks a cape because he knows it looks fabulous on him. It reminds me of Doctor Doom with his whole cowl and his cape. Um, it actually, it, it was immediately making me think of... I was catching up on uh, My Hero Academia the other night. Yeah. And I got to the big uh, Lemillion fight. Favorite. Where, favorite, like, favorite. he makes the fucking... He's like, ah, oh, so his cape has some practicality to it. When yeah, he's like, he uses it as a shield Harry, to disappear. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny. Because <laughs> people just think they have capes to be capes. Um, but I've been playing that. I'm having a ball. But yeah, the CPUs are so bad. And during this Ultron fight, basically, anytime Ultron's firing a laser, and there's, like, clear paths that are showing where the lasers are going to go... Um, the CPUs don't move. In fact, they actually go in the positioning of where the laser's going to fire, so they just eat it every single time. Eat that shit, boy. And normally I wouldn't mind that, but because a lot of my <laughs> damage output is contingent on those guys not being literal potatoes as CPUs, it kind of bugs me. So I try to have to switch between them so fast just to make sure that they're not going through the AoEs just to survive, just to make sure I'm not carrying the entire team my fucking back. Um, I heard that. But I ended up fighting Ultron like, four times because i did it on the mighty difficulty and I, i'm trying not to die and it's just rough the only other thing i would say is that when you're doing those trials um you could do like these trial challenges and they're just placed very similarly to how in devil might cry there's just those trials those um the uh combat trials whatever the, they are what the, 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 the bloody why is this escaping me it's not the bloody tower, the or whatever. Bloody you're yeah, it's not that. It's actually during the game of Devil May Cry Fire. Even oh, the when other you ones. jump through like the portals. Yeah, to you do jump through the, the quick- portals yeah, yeah. to do the quickies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you pull a quickie and then you come back. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, the <laughs> ultimate alliance. Fuck off. The ultimate alliance <laughs> game has that too. They have rifts where you can break a rift in the, in yes, the dimension yeah, yeah. and go in. This one's just weird because when you do it... It's all about grinding out for costumes. Yeah, and also levels. You can grind levels yeah. too. Um, it's kind of weird because it takes you to the trial, but it loads up 
the time the trial section of the game which is kind of exists separately than the main part of the game mm-hmm. so you do you go into the rift it loads up the trial menu you do a trial you complete it you get out then you have to go back to the main menu and then continue the main game where it will bring you back to the rift it's really strange compared to just Devil May Cry where you go into the portal. It was seamless and then you go right back to where you were. Yeah, that, it's a little, that's a little weird for me because there's a lot of load times between all that. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Um, so I'm not really a fan of that. There's little nuances here and there, but I dig the game. I really wish they didn't flub up the art style so much. I kind of dig the comic look. It, it wings me over sometimes and then it loses me some others. Mm. It's just, you know, this day and age, it could have benefited from some updated graphics there. Totally. But it's a fun game. I enjoy it. That's Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I really thought you were about to say that's marvelous, and I was about to jump over the (laughs) table and strangle you. Uh, Why don't I push us into the release radar? Uh, So this would be for the week of... uh, Between February 18th and 25th. There are several games on here that I'm looking forward to. So Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition is coming to the Switch on February 20th. Features uh, style switching, which is not on the original. Which is going to be very cool. Also, just having Devil May Cry 3 on the Switch will be cool. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 2 yeah. comes to all the things February 20th. Let's go. Poyo Poyo 2 comes to Switch February 20th. Fuck yeah, Poyo Poyo. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes to Switch February 20th. A lot yeah. of twos. Um, Undernight, In Birth, EXE, Dot Late CLR comes to PS4 and Switch on February 20th. Remember we were talking People about... really like Undernight. Remember we were talking about last week. And I was like, yeah. gee, you know, maybe we're being harsh on these games. What the fuck is that title? I don't even care if they um, like Undernight. What is that? Undernight's at Evo, man. That's fine. That's fine. See, it's called Undernight Inbirth EXE Late hyphen. I'm sorry, hard bracket CL hyphen R. What is that? I don't know. What does that mean? Uh, it always makes me think of uh, fucking. What's the fighting game I'm trying to think of that always has like insane title sequences? I don't know. Dragon Quest did it. Dragon. Well, yeah. Um, but I'm specifically thinking, it's you like the Skull Girls kind of shit, or like, you're like, X-Infinite Midnight Carnival of Souls. Well, hear about the, uh, more specific, it's always these anime type of games. My Hero Academia's game is just called My Hero Ones Justice. My Hero Academia is not even written on the fucking box. Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear is Perfect example. Guilty Gear's, uh, like, Guilty Gear will be like, Guilty Gear.exe Midnight Carnival of Souls hyphen expanded. So, like, on the American version of My Hero Ones Justice... There's just a title, My Hero Wants Justice on My Hero Academia. There's no title of the anime on this at all. Meanwhile, on the Japanese version of the game... It just wants justice. No, they make it pretty apparent oh. that oh, it's My Hero Academia. Logo. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they do this in the States. It's so mind-blowing. I, no idea. I can't even um, blame Japan. It's not their fault. into February 21st, Seal Fledge comes to PC and Switch. Uh, Conan Chop Chop comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch on February 25th. There's only two That's people. like that chibi Conan game that was getting a lot of weird press. Like Conan the Barbarian? The Barbarian? Yeah. Okay, because the only other look one into was the, Conan if, O'Brien. Yeah, if you hadn't heard of this, look into it because it actually looks pretty good. I was thinking uh, Conan the Barbarian. Kingdom Hearts 3 RE Mind DLC comes to Xbox One February 25th. These guys have the biggest balls to keep re-implementing this game. And they're charging fucking $30 for, like, a boss rush mode. Yeah. Well, did you see if they're coming out with Kingdom Hearts, the, um, complete, complete edition? But it doesn't have Kingdom Hearts 3's DLC in it. Exactly. And they have plans to re-release that same version with the DLC. So they're selling this knowing that they're gonna do this, and then just reselling it again. We give Resident Evil 4 a lot of shit, but Kingdom Hearts is... It's egregious. It's really fucking egregious. Uh, Here's one I'm real excited for. Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on February 25th. I love these games. Those games are so fucking good. I love these games. They're my favorite, favorite games. Uh, I love the X universe. Love Zero. Love the gameplay. They're, great they, game. Those are great Mega Man games. Great games. Um, the next Mega Man collection I would like uh, for the Switch specifically would be Battle it. Network. Yes, I knew it. I <laughs> yeah. knew it. Yes, I know. Every time they release these, I always think, where is my Battle Network? Yeah. And I don't want a collection of the DS Battle Networks, the one that sucked. The 3D ones. I want ones. the Game Boy ones. I want the Game Boys. Give me like 1 to 5. Call it a day. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Love those games. The last one, the, one of the last DS ones, I want to say 5 or 6 or whatever it is, released on the th- the DS end Game Boy. It was uh, the Team Colonel and uh, yeah. Team Proto Man. Yeah, yeah. Those ones went there. 
Uh, yeah, no, that would be great. Uh, Neverwinter Infernal Descent comes to PS4 and Xbox One February 25th. Cool. Samurai Showdown finally makes its way to Switch on February 25th. And Two Point Hospital comes to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on February 25th. A lot of good games. Totally. A lot of good games coming out at the end of this month. Yeah, the Mega Man Zero one snuck up on me, and I'm like, I, oh, I want to get that already? physically. I do. I want to get it physically for Switch. Do they? Ha- I have to look up if they have a chip or if they're going to go the way of the Mega Man collection and just deals. Yeah, that's it. a good point. I want because like, I, kinda don't I want that. got the Mega Man X collection one, and we talked about this. You how did. only half the games are on the cart. You experimented that for me. Yeah. Um, no, well, when when I just don't want like Outer Worlds, where you buy the box and there's just, just a DLC box, code yeah. in there. There's actually no physical edition that sucked um yeah cool i mean uh oh i love zero we don't not a crazy amount of actual news this week but we got some talking topics in here yeah i saw sonic um you saw sonic yes did you see Sonic? i did not okay it was um i still intend to um if i will not spoil we'll try to get spoilery here um one thing i did hear about and i'm going to talk about this because it's the opening of the film um, so I think it's fair game. Uh-huh. It sounds like the most perplexing decision ever to me. In a world like Sonic, where they're so rich in characters, they introduced a new character, and it was a fucking photorealistic owl yep. named Longclaw. Yep, Longclaw. Yep. And it was Sonic's caretaker uh, on the on his home um, planet. Yeah. Yeah. Is where, it, wherever they, that do is. Do they say Planet Mobius ever? They don't say Planet Mobius. Um, he just calls it my home world. And um, Green Hills is the name of the town. Sure. On Earth, that Sonic is at. But like the the area they show in the beginning is clearly like Green Hill Zone. Yeah, well, that's why I was a little taken aback. I was like, "What?" But uh, yeah, it's it's literally Green Hill Zone. Um, but yeah, the town is called Green Hills, and he runs through the forests and the lush wildlife of Green Hills, and that's supposed to be, I guess, the Green Hill Zone. Yeah. Um, but that didn't make too much sense because in his home planet, on his home planet, they had the loops and everything that was really wacky in the video game. Yeah, I so saw. He I says saw it's Green videos. Hills. I saw Green Hills. There's a couple of Green Hills going. And you know, on. I probably shouldn't say this on recording, but I intend I intend to make it out to see Sonic. If not, I'll steal it on the internet with my VPN. Oh my <laughs> God! Well, you heard it here first. Um, well, I went out and I supported the cinema. I had to go see Cats alone. I'm sorry because Shay and I record, that wasn't recorded recorded a podcast. <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't you. I know that was Eddie. Eddie, I blame you. That son of a bitch. Yeah. That absolute bastard. Um, I just want to preface this by saying... I told saying, you I had to go to Brooklyn, right? You did. You to went the, to the Alamo I had to go to the Alamo Draft House to see it. I love how you went to a near-perfect venue to see... Cats. Like, they're the only ones still showing it because they were clearly showing it ironically. Mr. Mustafa. And I was like, yes, how many drinks am I allowed to order at once? You can do whatever you want there. I love that place to death. Um, Mr. Mustafa's. I had to talk about it for an hour-long podcast. If you uh, are part of the Sword Chomp Patreon, you can hear me talk about cats. Is this like an upsell? Please pay my bills. Like a promotional. Please pay my bills. Fucking promotional. Um, the I just want to preface this by saying too, with the Sonic movie, it was by far the worst theater experience I've ever had. But the movie did not impact that. Why was that? Um, was it a children everywhere thing? No. Okay. So 90% of my theater for better or for worse were adults. I don't know if that's sad to you. I don't know if that's okay. I don't know. The audience is pretty I almost went nostalgic. with you. The timing just wasn't right. No, I'm just saying like they were kids, but there weren't nearly as much as I thought for opening. But, um, and I also went at like seven. So maybe that's why, but yeah, that could be too. From the projector, we were sitting, uh, my friend Ryan and I, you know, Ryan, um, he, I do. He is, he was sitting next to me and we're in the second to last row from the projector room. There was this light that was just shining directly on my seat as if it was like some divine light from the above. <laughs> I was telling you, it was an usher and he just kept looking at me and going, no funny business. <laughs> it just would not go away. Uh, funny business at the Sonic movie. Just arrest me there. Um, this light. It was just shining directly on my chair. It wasn't even a bother to me, but it was just almost comical as to how it was just my chair and it was completely illuminated from above. So that sucked. And it stood like that the whole movie. Yeah. Ryan was like, yeah. oh, hey, it'll go away. Like, it'll probably go away when the movie starts. It did not go away. He they actually a, kept that on. A fucking liar. Yeah, I was trying to keep this glass half full too, thinking he's probably, this guy surely is going to turn it off when the movie starts. He did not give a fuck. Um, it wasn't bothersome, though, so I just kept it, grinned and bared it, whatever. I'm watching a fucking Sonic movie. I could deal with it. Uh, then this, these parents come in about a fourth way through the movie. 
And this <laughs> is like, when they're Which introducing... one's Sonic? <laughs> I hope we see a Sonic. Is that Sonic? That's James Marsden, sir. <laughs> He is played... that Sonic? It's like, no, it's James Marston's He played wife. Cyclops. Um, this family, though, comes in right when Jim Carrey's debuting as Dr. Robotnik. And I heard he's great in this. He does sell he's the movie. channeling, like, 90s Jim Carrey in the, the very way. The very first thing I told Ryan was, I'm glad 90s Jim Carrey is back. Because that man's been through a lot of shit. And I know there's some controversy around his worldviews that I'm not even a fan of. But... You know, yeah, you can appreciate yeah. the comedic chops he brought to the table. He hasn't pulled a Kevin Spacey. He's not yeah, a sexual geez. assaulter. He's not a rapist. So you know, as long as he's not directly hurting anyone, I think we can let him yeah, go. If he can talk about some stupid existential shit, that's fine. He's my boy, and he's an artist, whatever. Um, but he sold the movie for me, and um, yeah. By the time his family comes in, it's a foreign family. And their kids are just making so much noise. Like we're talking toddlers of like three, <laughs> three to four years old. Perfect. And they're Perfect talking. To bring they're to speaking a in a foreign language. It's not Spanish. I actually think it was like Italian or something. And okay. it was. I could tell when they were going up the aisle. I'm like, where the fuck are these guys going? And they go directly behind me and Ryan. Like directly, Naturally. directly. And it. It's like you know when you know something bad is about to happen, but you're <laughs> thinking, please God, no, it can't. But then happen. they sit down, and you're like, well, this might as well happen today. Yeah. Well, with the combination of the spotlight and the kids, I was thinking, what the fuck did I do today to deserve this? Like, I, I've actually, I was actually on good behavior in the past week, so I was thinking, you know, I donated to that one homeless dude. I thought, you know, maybe it was like, just don't do that again, but the world is not paying my, me in favors at all. So, literally, the kids who were sitting behind me, they sat behind me and Ryan, they were making so much noise and screaming at Jim Carrey at Dr. Robotnik. They were just screaming, going, ah! Like when he showed up on screen, and I was, thinking, and I was like, "That's right." That's yeah, I was like, "You know, he doesn't look." I'm like, "He's a good guy. Like, yeah, he's a bastard, but he's a good actor." And the kid just starts kicking my chair like this, and just would not stop. And I was thinking, "Wow, this is like one of those stereotypical movie situations that you're thinking, like, my life fucking sucks." And the kids just kept screaming and talking in foreign languages. And one of them had a terrible cough, a terrible cough that sounded like an 80 year old man with emphysema sounded like he was dying naturally the cough i don't want to get too close to michael mute myself he was like <laughs> so you, you were worried you were gonna get the coronavirus i swear to god uh ryan who's very mentally conscious because he has a lot of medical issues that goes on with that he literally put on his hoodie and just like zipped it up as far as far tightly as I, he could i could picture that pretty well because i've been to conventions with ryan and i've seen him be in situations where he was he was like noping out of it in that regard because it was like, and also i was even noping and i had no hoodie and because i was thinking what the hell is this kid contracted like what is it and the parents were doing their best and i felt bad and i was thinking you know i just want to come and watch sonic and i was anyway after the show i went and got a vasectomy what <laughs> Well, then, uh, Clayton was asking, why didn't you just go tell an usher or somebody and get them kit? I'm like, because, like, like, what am I going to do? What is, the, what is the guy in his mid-twenties going to do? Get the usher and say, hey, by the way, there's some fucking kids acting rowdy during my Sonic movie. Can you please remove <laughs> yeah, these hecklers? Yeah, I could never be that. Like, especially during, like... <laughs> if I was watching, like, a rated R movie or something, absolutely, get the fuck out of the theater, but... You know, it's like, it's, it's a biggest movie. deal. I know I'm paying for it. It's not it's the biggest deal. It's a kid's movie. Deal. It's like, I, you kind of know what you're in for when you go to see a kid's movie. Yeah, and kids are getting... To a degree. And it was cute, because when Sonic came, they were cheering. You know, it was fine. It was a kid's movie. But I just, I couldn't do that. I just couldn't do that. It wasn't like that theater-going experience of, like, when you go to see, like, Avengers Endgame and, like, like Iron Man, like, stands up to Thanos and somebody in the crowd's like, oh, shit, y'all gonna learn today! I and love that. Like, you know what? That's my favorite thing in... That was one of my favorite theory-going experiences ever was Endgame. I know a lot of people hate that. I love it. I like when the audience participates in that way. In, in terms of clapping, I'm wishy-washy on that. Yeah. But um, when people do that, I think it makes <laughs> it a funner experience depending on what you're watching. Yeah, no, that kind of shit going on, I would still say Avengers Endgame was probably one of my favorite theory-going experiences ever. Yeah. Like, opening night for Avengers Endgame. Well, in this movie, um, in Sonic, it number one, it was good. I actually... The, the ratings gravitated to above average around like i think it's like 67 percent of rotten tomatoes that's accurate um, yeah audience score is like a 90 or 95 i think it was pretty damn good for a video game movie number one also my bar is very low for a video game movie this is coming from a man who owns the warcraft movie on blu-ray i enjoyed that movie i enjoyed it for what it was and there's a blu-ray of it buried over here somewhere oh, that's nice i hope they make a second um it also came with a free Crush. copy of world of warcraft to which i was like 
Who am I gonna give this to? Yeah, who, who the fuck am I gonna? Who who bought this movie on Blu-ray and doesn't this? own World of Warcraft? Who wants this? I think I gave it to Parmesi. Can you imagine somebody buys Warcraft saying, "Huh, this looks like a neat movie." <laughs> This looks like a neat one. What's this about? What's a thrall? I think I caught, like, my dad watching Warcraft when it was on HBO one night, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And I caught like, my mom watching Warcraft. I'm like, okay, is this World of Warcraft? She's like, what's that? And I went, huh. She's like, this movie's not very good. And I was like, I don't think you'd like it. Anyway, I'm going out. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, I'm leaving. That's about it for me. Um, but it was actually an enjoyable movie that had some TLC in it. Yes, there are plenty of cringe moments, but I would never expect anything less than from a Sonic movie. Totally. He flosses. Spoiler. I've heard, uh, I've, audience heard stu- I've heard some stuff about that. Yeah, he flosses multiple times. Um, the audience groans a lot. This movie would have been ten times creepier if they had the older design. Oh Sonic. my god, I can't believe that we ever lived in that reality. Um, if I know, it seems like a hot fever dream when you think about it. Yeah, it seems like a hallucination we all share. In the beginning, he's going through a little like monologue about how he's creeping on the people of Green Hills. Mm. And I won't spoil... Don't worry, there's no spoilers here. But he's just talking about his life in Green Hills. And he's just, like, creeping on people. This would be ten times weirder if he had his previous design with his beady little eyes just looking at the people. He, he'd honestly look like this random-ass I'm, creature compared also, to what he looks like I, I know what the two post credit scenes are. And the main thing I'll say without saying what happens, I'm really curious if they ever had the original design for one of the characters yeah. that appears in the post credits. Right? And I kind of want to see it really bad. That means they must have had it. Well, who knows if they were finished with that scene. They definitely had concepts, but maybe when they premiered that trailer, that scene wasn't done yet. I would... It's a distinct... They, there might not be a ver- finished version of that scene, but there's a version of that scene sitting around somewhere. Call that a stroke of luck, then, if they didn't animate it yet. Um, but the, the movie is relatively good. Uh, kind of, It had some good moments. Um, to your point about the whole theater thing, there's a moment where, I won't give you the situation where it happens, but Sonic gets the shoes, his red shoes. Yeah. And there was literally a guy in the audience Jim Carrey who was ex- clapping his hands and just went, let's go! Yeah! <laughs> and... Perfect. And I was laughing so hard because I was thinking, this is the most toned down like scene in the movie. It wasn't like a buildup of, yeah. hey, now we're going to get started. But it just was this very lone casual. man was so excited. Yeah, like it was very casual that Sonic just gets the shoes. And this that's lone thirty-year-old man. <laughs> well, I was I was crying, like laughing, because uh, <laughs> it, it was such an innocuous scene. Um, but yeah, it was moments like those where I was like, yeah, you know, it sounds pretty cool. They didn't play. They played some of the movie, uh, the tunes from the games. Kind of disappointed that they didn't play some classic ones. She they played, played um, Friends Boom. by Hyper Potion, that game from Sonic Mania. Yeah, they played that theme. I really like that theme a lot for that game. I'm obsessed with that music. I'm trying um, to think. One of my favorite good, uh, Sonic Mania. I'm really annoyed. I can't remember the name of the zone. It was one of the newer zones that I fucking love the music on. That like Canyon Zone. Oh, I know. It is called Canyon Zone. Is it Canyon Zone? I don't know. What it's, I don't know. I fucking what the love is, the music on that one. Um, but overall, great movie. I'd recommend it. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool just to see. My favorite Sega. part is when uh, Doctor Robotnik stands up and he says, "Now Sonic, face the wrath of my mean bean machine." And then they just play Poyo Poyo for 20 minutes. I'm not kidding with you. I could see Jim Carrey doing that. He was very, very out there in this movie. And it was like a breath of fresh air to see Dr. Robotnik being such a fucking lunatic. Well, I, you kind of have to do something because on its face, like, Sonic has a, a motif, but, like, Robotnik is just, like, mustache twirlingly evil yeah. in the game. And also, in, yeah, and also he's just seemingly the only human until later on in other Sonic versions. Yeah. So, like when Sonic kisses a human lady. Do you yes, remember that? I do remember that. It was very heartwarming and a little creepy. 2006 was a terrible year. <laughs> they said that was going to be the game. The game. Um, no, but Dr. Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik was so funny because he was so out there and nobody wanted to fucking deal with him. And I completely was bought into the idea that this <laughs> man was going to one day become the arch nemesis of a hedgehog because he's just obsessed with the hedgehog. Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, genuinely, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait for future movies for this to bring in the Chaos Emeralds. I could see him losing his shit to just get a Chaos Emerald. Even better, I could see him losing his I shit when he has the Chaos Emeralds. I Emerald. think we need to get down to brass tacks and introduce Maria Robotnik. Yeah, why not? Maria. Um, I was half expecting <laughs> Shadow I to think come of out. Shadow, I think of that goddamn Obama uh, meme. Maria, with I did. Michelle, Michelle I did. this is what you wanted, right? <laughs> Michelle. Oh, perfect. Um... 
This is my promise I made to you. The last thing I'll say about it is that in the beginning of the movie when they're doing it, they had a very Marvel comic-y kind of opener when they introduce Sega where they just go through or the DC Comics opener where they show you all the different properties that they have kind of flash oh, so we're screen. finally getting the Sega Cinematic Universe. Well, that's what I that was my first Vector Man movie when? That was my first sentence when I saw it. I looked at Ryan and I said, "Oh man." I said Sega Cinematic Universe and they showed Yakuza. Yes! They showed Yakuza in he, that's Sega. That, yeah, that's yeah, Sega. that's Sega. I knew it. They showed a scene from Yakuza um, I'm not, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember what the cutscene was. I said, oh my God, the potential of a Yakuza movie that has officially become a reality. That should have been, no, no, but they should all be tied in. Like, I want the actual post credit scene to be like, interior, Japanese casino, and like, Sonic comes in, he's like, hello? And then it's just Kiru Gosman, he's like, Nami? And, he's like, <laughs> and then it ends, cuts the black, yeah. boom. Um, it's Goro Majima. <laughs> but I was saying, I was like, wow, Rich would be so thrilled to just see this. It's oh, so ridiculous. I would have been like, What? Yeah, it's so ridiculous the way that they open That's it. That's good big news too, by the way. You can now play all of Yakuza on modern consoles. I was wrong. Isn't that great? If there was ever a time where I could just eat my own words, remastered games are all right. That's a great little remaster package. Yeah. Um, but go see it. I recommend it. It made get it, it, it made fifty-seven million. Yeah, it performed 57 like fifty-seven million opening weekend. It crushed uh, Birds of Prey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's because honestly, Birds of Prey was rated R. Oh, yeah, I keep kind of forgetting that movie's rated R. I still do um, want to see it. I've seen some people make an argument, too, that, oh, this is why superhero films can't be rated R. It's like, no, it's it's just because Deadpool it wasn't... was one of the top-grossing R-rated films ever. It re- also was not... I don't think Birds of Prey was really marketed as a rate of, rated R movie. No, it didn't seem like it was. Um, it seemed rather... Like, I easily forgot it. It seemed rather PG-13. Was. Like, Deadpool, when it was marketing, it was rated R. Also... Logan was rated R. They tried to do that thing where they changed the title... Yeah, now uh, they're calling it. Now it's called Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Because it, it was As opposed yeah. to Birds of Prey and the Fantastical Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah. Well, was, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's just a mouthful. Um but that's the Sonic movie. Yeah. I hope that more video game movies do as well as this one and Detective Pikachu. Uh you could just tell that there is some TLC put in there. Some cringe. Oh. I won't say anything more because the I Dolphin want, movie I want went. you. I want you to figure this out for yourself for when you see it and experience it for the first time. This has the weirdest food product placement I've ever seen in any movie. That's all I'll say. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I don't even it. want to tell you what it is. Um, but I they they seamlessly integrate it in a conversation and it seems so fucking weird when they do it. Sure. I'll, I'll leave you with that. I love product placement. Um, there you go. Um, other topics I wanted to touch on, uh, Jeff Keighley is not going to E3. That's a pretty big fucking deal. Yeah. Um. Cause that man lives, breathes, and dies He E3. championed E3, and especially the way he, he did one of those announcements where you put, like, a notepad thing on Twitter, and, like, that thing you do when you accidentally say something racist. Um. <laughs> but it wasn't this time. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Keighley's a good guy. Uh, but, like, it was almost, like, satirical in the way he did it, but... At the same time, like, he basically kind of said, like, I didn't really believe in the direction they're taking the show, and that's why I'm not going. Which, to me, it's almost as if somebody just shot E3 in the head again. Yeah. They just double-tapped it. Um, you think Keeley's not down with those sweet activations? Who backed out first? Sony? Yeah, okay, so Sony first shot E3 in the head, and then and Keeley came for back up. Sony came back, uh, Keeley came back up, picked up the gun again, and shot it again when it was already on the ground. Um... That's crazy to me when I first yeah, read that. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, Jeff is a guy who understands the industry really well. Yeah. So to see him saying this isn't really worth his time, is it's telling. One of them is the giants of the industry itself. The other is a giant in his own right for the entertainment media industry for that. The so, man who built yeah. the Game Award from the ground up. Yeah. So call it a power call don't call it a comeback like say, say whatever you want but at this point the, it's there the game awards exists in the state they're in at this point because of jeff Keeley. yeah and i think he that show would have stopped a long time ago without that man e3 is dead and if they ever hope to do something different with it they're gonna have to rechange they're gonna have to restructure the entire for show. my as per my official statement we are all in hell e3 oh. is dead and i've killed him what you've killed e3 um twas my hubris <laughs> Twas all of us. We all were the killers of E3. Um, E3 is going to have to do something completely different now. Yeah, I don't know what that is because I, I still don't know what E3 is going to be this year. I'm still, it doesn't bode well. I think the second they saw that, they were thinking, "Oh shit, what are we going to do?" 
Yeah. Because um, I can only imagine that sponsors will pull out eventually. Next year. You hear uh, that on the ticker? Keeley's gone. I Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we just got the word in. Boss, what do we do? And he takes out Keely says, kick it. <laughs> I want this on all the papers tomorrow. All the papers. <laughs> Keely says, kick it. The E3 story of the century. The E3 times. X-ray, X-ray. Keely says, kick it to E3. It's just game. The Game Informer Gazette. <laughs> the 1950s Game Informer Gazette. Keely says, everyone's kick smoking it. a cigarette and there's a press card in their head. Yeah, every. <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> Keely says kick it. The E3 debunk. Um, no, next year especially, it's going to be a make or break for them. Totally. I, I This year alone is even pushing it, but I'm really curious to see how they how they come from that. Uh, they're going to have to redo the entire show, and they're probably going to do something the way of PAX, where they'll just make it probably a game expo. Yeah, um, and that's just the thing. The past Or like years, a more interactive game There expo. hasn't been enough on the floor to make it like a PAX. Nope. Um, and they need to fix that. Yep. And it, the whole thing was there was not communication between the brands for what they should be bringing to the show, what kind of show this is. It wasn't that long ago that this was a trade show that was closed to the public. Yep. And it was solely just for industry professionals and media. It, it, it really, it's really kind of wacky when you think about it. But it's a change with the times. Totally. It's changing with um, the times. You don't just, even need it anymore. It, that, that's what it is. The question being up the end is we don't really need E3. You have the direct. As long, you have better ways of getting the information out there. We don't need another show floor. Nope. In fact, just tune in and try to monetize the internet. I don't need showings. a gathering every year for Ubisoft to tell me that they're not putting out Beyond Good and Evil 2 yet. <laughs> just do it already, we know. I'll check back in in like 2030 and we'll see where you're at. Just do it already, we know. Um, um, another yeah. another thing I want to touch on briefly. Uh, Dreams is out of early access. So happy for these guys. Media molecule. So um, big props. I actually earlier today I it might be done by now. I popped in to re-download it uh-huh. because I haven't played it. I, I used to mess around with it a little bit in early access. I want to mess around with it a little bit more now. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get super involved with the creation. It's a lot, but it's um, gonna be so cool. There's a narrative that they made, um, like Quantic Dream made. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you know through all that at this point media molecule why did i say quantic dream no for a moment i was thinking quantic. i'm like did i get it wrong media molecule um i apologize for that uh like they made a narrative using the tools through it so i kind of want to see what that is what the thing they crafted was i'm really curious to see in about two to three years what people have made also i want to check in on that project i favorited that was a recreation of the entire neighborhood from dexter's laboratory yeah there's also the um what was that kaiju game i saw there's only like a kaiju and you have to eat and you grow or something i think i saw that one there's some cool ones too somebody also made neversoft spider-man game for the ps1 oh so i I remember the neversoft logo how you had the eye and the spike just goes through it i was like i like the neversoft spider-man games it was good uh, yep, yeah, the the sequel, something about elect. It was an electro focused game. Yes, electro was. was the main baddie. There was a PlayStation one. Right? Yeah, those yeah. were really the good. The cover games. was a cool one. It was like the animated series. You can get an um a an old uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine costume where yeah. you hit select, you turn invisible. Um, those games are cool. But I'm really curious to just see what people are gonna make. Um, I'm really happy that they made a game like this and they're continuing to. Because, because games like it's Little Big so Planet, much more than a game. It's well because you had Little Big Planet, um, just a customized sandbox game that I'm thinking of, and you have people creating such cool things. You have things like Minecraft, which just open. I like the and game. these tools are so much more. Yeah, fleshed out. exactly. I, th- this is a game that just has. There's tools to record VO. A in universal it. toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. And you can make anything. That's it's just it at this be, point. It's going to be insane. This is a design software, yeah. and it's something that's as expansive, but easier to wrap your head around than something like Unity. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally, totally, because they and give you the tools. That's the main reason I got the game, is because I'm like, I'm never going to be the guy who makes something in this. Nothing, nothing crazily impressive. But I can't wait to see what other people make. I am so excited. I think I may make a game out of it. Um, I would love to see Thank that. you. Oh. Thanks. Are you done with it yet? <laughs> so how's it coming? Um, yeah, but I'm really happy for them that they finally released it. I think it's going to be crazy cool. Um... You're probably going to see some astounding things out of that. People are awesome. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, very cool. Dream seems cool. Um, any other big notes you got? Um, Clayton and I were looking up mods to Monster Hunter World, and there's a mod called Monster Dongs, and it adds penises yep, that's what it, to monsters. But are they carvable? Um, no. 
because it's a mod. Want it. So like some people may have it, but you no, I understand that. Doesn't. It'll be funny if they, you cut them off and they were carvable. It's very, it's very, very brutal of you. Um, but in the and description it says it's a skill mod where you have to fight the monster while not being distracted by this flopping monster member dog. in front of you. And Watch even, out for the Rathians dong. Even more curiously, they actually customized each monster dong to kind of match the design of the monster. So, like, for Teostra, it's more of, like, a magma dong. Um, and for Nergigante, it's literally just a black quilled dong. Um, <coughs> a barbed penis. Yes, it's a barbed penis, much like the platypus, actually, or the duck. You see that picture of the baby platypus that's been hitting the internet? Yeah, it's just A lot of people sharing it. It's very nice. It's pretty, that's, a, that's a wild animal. Yeah. Like, I don't mean, like, it's, I know it's a wild animal, but, like, that's wild. Like, it's a wild oh, animal. Oh, like, that's wild animal. Like, yeah. Like, that's, like... That's just, wild, comma, animal. Like, I honestly think that Australia is just, like, God's test server. You think so? Yeah. I don't want to... I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> tell me. I'll tell you after. No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> Never mind. Trust me. It's for the Like, best. he's like, fuck it. It lays eggs, but put a duck bill on it. <laughs> like, it's a mammal, but we're going to put a duck bill on it. I'm going to shove a eggs. bill on this, and we're going to make it crack While you're at eggs. it... Make its penis barbed. They just get what? But wouldn't that be uncomfortable? And poison, poison. Put said. poison in it. I know what I said. Put poison in its claws. Um, playing Monster Hunter World also reminded me, speaking of video game movies, of the Monster Hunter movie. There has been that's no still news. happening. There has been no news about it. No news is Very, good news. <laughs> Maybe it's in development hell. Um, there was that. No, one, there was set photos. There was that one set photo of all the main cast in military gear and guns. Um. Because the very first thing that I think of whenever I'm looking at a Devil Joe or another monster is, quick, get me my M40. I gotta shoot this sucker down. Naturally. This movie is gonna be an abomination. <laughs> uh, and just when video game movies, the reason why is because video game movies, I was thinking about it with Sonic. Um, I was telling Ryan, wow, we're, we're really hitting a stride of video game movies, you know? We're actually getting there because we had... Detective I Pikachu. think Monster Hunter is going to be more in the vein of the Resident Evil films. I really hope not. Where it's like, people are going to like it, but not people like Monster Hunter. We were doing so well, though. Detective Pikachu was really good. Sonic was really good. I think, yeah. I always forget that, like, technically Detective Peach Pikachu is, like, straight based off an actual video game. Yeah. Because I'm always so hesitant to call it a video game movie. I mean, it's Pokemon. Pokemon's a video game. Um, they just happen to make a different story out of the source material, as if they cracked the freaking code. Is that the oh. plot of the original? I never played Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I don't know what the story is. Um, the game? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't is know. It I don't know. Beat for beat. That I don't. Plot? I don't think so. I personally don't think so. I don't think so either. I think it's structured differently. Give me a. Did they ever make a Professor Layton movie? If they did, it wasn't something that came out in the U.S. I would really appreciate it if they gave me a free Phoenix Wright. Or Professor Layton movie. Just um, anime it, though. Well, they anime. have a Phoenix Wright anime. I know they have an anime for but, Ace Attorney. Yeah, but I want, like, a movie. Did you see Aviary Attorney's out on Switch? I'm sorry? Aviary Attorney. Aviary? Oh, you're not familiar with that? No. You should play that Was game. Was that a bird? Um, it's basically a spoof of Phoenix Wright, but it's, like... Phoenix it's Wright is a where, spoof where, itself. Where, where everyone's a bird. What? It's Hold called on. Aviary Attorney. We're doing this live. Let's see. Yeah, I didn't know you were unfamiliar with that game. You should definitely play What's it. What's it for? Uh, it just came out on Switch, but it's on like everything. It's on PC. Oh, so this okay. is a hot off the press game. Yeah. Well, Aviary... the Switch version is hot off the oh, press. Oh, here it is. Oh! Oh! Yeah, no, uh, the images are what's going to sell you. That's... It's all actual official drawings of... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you should check this game out. <laughs> there's... Okay. There's a character called Rabington in the courtroom holding his top hat saying, Baron, it's not time for your witness testimony yet. Okay, I'm going to get this game. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get this game. Yeah, I can't believe you had never heard of this. Holy smokes. No, it's, wait. It's, it's not a new game, but it only just released on Switch. This initially came out in 2015? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's old. Oh, Rich, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. $15. Wow. Honestly, I'm in. Yeah. I'm glad I could bring this to you. To I can't believe you. I've never heard of this. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much. The character designs alone are it's selling It's very me. much in your wheelhouse. Yes, absolutely. Falcon was telling me... <laughs> Sparrowson tells these this crowd, Falcon was just telling me how confident he was feeling about the case. 
Oh my goodness. There's there's a hippo and an ostrich on the jerk. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, thank you so much. This yeah. is my sketchy logic. Live review. It's great. <laughs> Do I need to play it? No. It's fantastic. People really liked it. Um Do you think here's a good one for you. Here's a here's a funny topic. Do you think game length impacts the game of the year award nominations? Is this about my penis? No. Oh. Um I don't think so. At least I like not to think so. I don't think so. Um, At least that's my stance on it. I mean, like, game length impacts my enjoyment of some games, like with Red Dead Redemption 2, where I'm like, I get it, but can we just finish this up? Yeah, because um, with all the buzz about the Untitled Goose game and how House House doesn't deserve it, which I always think is so ironic when people are telling others that they don't deserve awards for something. Um, yeah, which is, fuck off with that shit. There were two main arguments about it. Um... One was the game is really short, and two, I, I hate that. the game really doesn't do anything interesting enough to warrant a game of the year. Whatever the hell it's that clever, means. it's enjoyable. What what does that mean to you? It doesn't it's mean like, it means nothing to me. Like, that's that's just totally subjective. You saying you think another thing is better, and so like, well, because they're going trying to, to devalue someone else's art. Basically. They were trying to kind of propel Disco Elysium, Sekiro, and all the other games. Into, all those are great games. Very different are. games, right? And I think the one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that this a video game to me that warrants game of the year is not the most technically impressive it's one that makes a really big impact yeah, exactly and and you can't deny, even though it's yes it's the goose game, goose game was memes. things people who don't play video games are talking about right was it driven by meme potential meme power I think that honestly contributed to it, but only because a game's but influence... But that's still part of culture. Yeah, exactly. The game's influence impacted the culture. Everybody knows about the Untitled Goose Game. Even fucking Chrissy Teigen was tweeting about the Untitled Goose Game and how Chrissy much she Teigen loved it. Chrissy Teigen plays games. Yeah, she loves the Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, it's a good game. But everybody knows about that game. Endless memes were made about this game. And good people meme. really enjoy it. And it's sold like gangbusters. So, uh, to me, I think it warrants a game of the year. Then Why not? I mean, that's fine. Um, Journey... Perfect example, Journey won Game of the Year across several different outlets. And at the time, it was such a novel thing. Like, Journey that game's two hours. Maybe yeah. three? Yeah, maybe three. Maybe if you're pushing it, it. Also, like, the thing with Journey is, it was so novel at the time. Like, we didn't really, like, that's a genre now, basically. Yeah. And at the time, it really wasn't something we had seen before. And that, but that game was very simple. And it was beautiful, yeah, but it was simple. Yeah. But no. people could not stop talking about it. Games are art. They are. Like, that. that's, like, high art to me at that point. Like, Journey's yeah. phenomenal. Goose Game's high art? To me. I think. Um, you mess with the Gooso. There is one title, though, for from the Dice Awards, or one award that I didn't agree with, and I think, honestly, without having too much of an opinion on it, I think the devs can shove their heads up their ass for this one. They gave Mario Kart the app best racing game. When you're in a title of with Crash Nitro Racing. It's insane. At, with Crash Team Racing and... Um, grid and i'm pretty sure another no, i don't think another four is released then but there's another game too yeah but that's that is the only award that I, I hate the mario app one that's what i'm saying too it's i'm not, not saying good. it because it's an app i'm it's just saying not that good. because it's pretty well reviewed across the board that's not a good app um and i don't know what possessed them to, anybody also to like vote if anything in. deserves a great racing rep at this point to me it's crash team racing nitro field because it's so much more than just a remake of a great racer. They added so much new content. Totally. The point, they hosted these online up. cups where you could, like, they added, like, Spyro the Dragon and Nasty Nork to the roster yeah. via, like, online events that were free. Like, they added new raceways based off that stuff. Like, they took a game that was a simple kart racer that worked. They rebuilt it from the ground up, expanded upon it, added new content. It's so well done. It's so fun. And I know what you listeners are thinking. But Eric, you and Rich just agreed that it's all subjective. And that but you we're know, still it mad. depends on influence. And nothing and Mario Kart did have high influence on the world. Yes, it had but millions of download rates. To be However, fair. However, the yeah, game yeah. is not good. The, it actually is a game that charges you a lot through microtransactions. And the <laughs> controls are not great. It's just a subpar racer. Every conversation I had this year about fun. that game was whether it be people in the industry or out of it, mm -hmm. being like, what the fuck is with this thing? I've never heard a positive review from anybody playing that game. The only person I've ever seen play that game actually... is my brother and his girlfriend, and they even were like, yeah, it's not that great. You get used to it, but it's not that great. Even, that's just it, because even when you're actually playing it, it's not an enjoyable experience. It's not. 
It really isn't. I played it for... I genuinely gave it a chance for a couple of weeks. Why do you not hold it in portrait mode, Eric? Why wouldn't you play it in portrait mode? It's just the controls were weird, and it just wasn't fun. And they were charging you. It was designed to be played with one hand. They weren't even charging you like $5 for any of these things. They were charging like $25 to $50. A lot of money. Um, And the the one thing that I just really wish they always did was something that they did with Mario Kart Jump, that app. You could pay like 20 bucks and you own the game. Um, you didn't have to grind Super Mario for anything. Run. Yes, there you go. You didn't have to grind or do anything special. You just own the game for $20. And I wish that this game did that because, to me, that would have given it some legitimacy to not just being a money-grubbing app. But it is. So, when a game like that gets an award for the best racer of the year, when contrast when it's contrasted against, um, or I'm sorry, compared to Crash Team Racing, which was $40... And a complete ground-up implementation of the game. And then introduced a bunch of new content over a season. For free. With, for free, yeah. For free. Um, and was excellent. Alongside other racing games. That also was got, not the only one. It's got one more of those Grand Prix coming before the, the content flow stops. They announced the other day, actually. Incredible. Um, I'm wondering what they're gonna if they're going to put more characters in it with that. That could be interesting. Be I'm cool. wondering what they do. Do they have Jack in that game? I don't think they do yet. The the big addition was they introduced a Spyro-themed course and Spyro and Nasty Nork as playable characters. That's so cool. But I, I don't know. That's the one award that I just was thinking, maybe you just didn't play any racing games I think it was year. more than that, too, actually. I think they also put Hunter from the Spyro series in there. Ooh. There were at least three racers from Spyro. I feel like it was Spyro. All Na- three? Nasty, yes. That's so crazy. You just had to like play a few races during that event, and I think after a while, they just pushed it all out. That's cool. Regardless. Yeah, see, like that's some TLC. Give them, give them an award for that. Um, so I'm not really the biggest fan of that, but you win some, you lose some, as they say. That's just the dice awards. What you are you going to do? You win some, you lose most. I think House House, I give them big props. I'm really curious to see if they expand after this because they probably raked in so much money. Or at least how many, how much ever money indie devs can earn. <laughs> which is probably like a sandwich. Um, so I hope they made some cash off of that and I hope that their game continues to sell. I hope they don't make another Untitled Goose game. Um, but I know they will. Titled Goose game. Yeah. Uh, I know they will because you'd be dumb not to. But I hope they don't. That being said, Rich, let's dive into housekeeping. Shall we keep the house? Yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, first off, big thanks to Ed Paquette for our wonderful intro and to Heather Ramos for our lovely logo. Um, if you'd like to ask us any questions, you can hit us up at geckogamespodcast at gmail.com and we'll berate you on the air. Live, um, even if you li- want. Yeah, if you want. We'll call you at your house and fucking scream at you. Um... If you're looking to find us, uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I am at the Richmeister Zero. Uh, that's it. Yeah, Eric Ortiz. You can find this fella over at Beautiful underscore Eric. Um, if you want to listen to my sultry voice twice a week, you can also listen to the Sword Chomp podcast. Oh, I do listen to that. May I have more? You may have more. I'm getting more right now. Especially if you subscribe to our Patreon, where you get even more, okay. and you can hear me talk about cats. Do I gotta pay you like? Please pay my electric bill. Just hang out with you in real life. You know I still pay for their Patreon because I keep forgetting to unsubscribe, even though I'm part of the company. Really? Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's like a dollar a month. I just keep forgetting. Cancel it. The money just goes back to me. So what does it it matter? Oh, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. You can't really fight the system. Yeah, no, it's all an elaborate ruse. Um. Um, Anyway, thanks for hanging out with me. Of course. We're gonna go have a few drinks, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Good night, America. Good night, everybody.